0: house cool view great scotch hello my name is will and you're listening to exploding helicopter the podcast whose only criminal act is the theft of your precious time now you can trace the history of the heist movie all the way back to the earliest days of cinema the silent eras the great train robbery which came out in 1903 is considered one of film history's most important works And since then, heist films have followed a largely identical template. A group of misfit individuals are brought together to execute a seemingly foolproof plan. Naturally, the enterprise quickly goes tits up before everything ends in a disastrous mess. It's almost like a metaphor for this episode. So on this show, we're looking at one such example of the art, 2010's Takers. To help me review the film, I'm joined once again by my good friend, Dara. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing really well, Will,
0: but this review, it might need a couple of extra guys. You know what? I think I know a couple of guys I can bring in on this job. I've worked with them before. It's never ended terribly well. But you know what? I think... We shouldn't let that stop us. So uh, let me introduce you to uh, to Hiro and Barry from the uh, True Bromance Podcast. How you doing, guys?
2: Oh, living the dream, uh, gentlemen! It's a pleasure to be on. Pleasure to be in the presence of the great Dara. Finally, I'm very exciting.
1: Boy. Very exciting to see you guys in the flesh, so to speak. It's not. It's not one of those podcasts, but
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay, it's, we're off to a good start. <laughs> I'll, I'll a good start. Yeah, it's always good to be uh to be a member of a tight knit crew like this. There's a lot of I can feel the closeness in the group already. Like we're a well oiled machine. This is gonna this is gonna go oh, off swimmingly.
1: We're very professional here. Very professional. We don't like to insult each other, especially yeah. on air. Yeah, and Absolutely.
0: and I think if we want to, you know, take our take our clothes off a little later, I think uh, you know we should uh, you know if we just just go with our feelings in that area. We no let's one agreed to that will no one agreed to that. Let's I'm let's... Huckleberry.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna wade down into a pool buck naked, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready it's ninety nine degrees here. I'm ready to get into any body of water it's sweltering.
2: I'm mean, loving I wow. saying, it's you gotta do it in a Celsius
3: buddy. Celsius. Oh that that'd be like 74 i don't know the conversion you guys 74 are you boiling an egg or something I, I, I don't know that's what i like 300 meters what am i doing i don't understand where am i i don't I'm well, three stone is three what stone, we're doing yeah it's three stone hot today yeah it's hotter than it's ever been that would be able to say so
1: Well, so yeah i don't want to like i don't know if i'm even allowed to say this but where are you guys based
2: i am currently in germany i'm uh, i'm in a small dumpster fire of a town in, in Germany,
3: Okay. suffering
2: through European uh, warm beer, no air conditioning, just disgusting.
1: I've seen you not enjoying the many, many beers on your Twitter feed. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. I, you hate, you it, hate them so much, you have to drink the next one and see if it's going to be better, don't you? It got
2: it. got so bad that I just quit drinking beer. I haven't drank beer in two months because oh, wow. of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, wow. it's a... I had to finally just pour it out. It's either...
0: What do you want now? Just the schnapps?
2: <laughs> you know, it's just... Oh,
0: God. Uh... No, pre- pretty much
2: still drinking More the same ethanol. things. It's the water. Equi- water is the equivalent of their beer, so it's the same.
3: And and, and I, of course, am in the States. I, I live in northern Virginia, about uh, about 20 miles outside of Washington, D.C., so That's so amazing. on the East Coast. I feel
1: like I'm part of the world, like bringing the world together through films amazing. Amazing. absolutely
3: yeah we're, we're we're circumnavigating the globe with uh takers that's a good time
2: we are the world of, uh, of <laughs> hot garbage movies of, yeah. of, of
0: excellent heist films as, as fascinating as this uh this sort of travel log is i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna navigate uh, steer the conversation back hmm. where oh, into some sort of territory where i think it belongs and uh you know given that the subject of this show uh, is a, is the film takers which is a heist movie i thought it might be interesting to uh, to get the thoughts of you all on what your favorite heist films are so uh barry i don't know if yes. you got a particular favorite oh. heist movie
3: Well, can I ask you a a question? So, like, would you consider a heist film? Like, obviously, a heist has to take place. But would you consider a heist film that's kind of leading up to the big heist or something like A Fish Called Wanda, where the heist happens in the beginning and then it's all about the fallout uh, beyond that? Why not? Yeah, because so. if that's the case, fish called Wanda is one of my favorite ones. I, I think ah. it's uh, absolutely brilliant. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, other than that, actually, we're going to go for like the to to have the payoff towards the end, I'm going to say you know the the remake of the Oceans movie, Oceans Eleven. I like Oceans Twelve as well. Uh, you know you I can never have enough Brad Pitt and George Clooney in my life. <laughs> so I will take uh, if they want to keep going into 25, 26 of those, I'll take as many of those as they'll give me. That I, those would those would be a, a couple for me, I think.
0: Mm. Dara do you want to tell me about what you uh, what film you googled uh, seconds before we came on air <laughs> well I, I did actually
1: google to understand what a heist film one I did actually. I, I, I it gives me the opportunity to push one of my favorite directors which is Tarantino so it goes without saying that Reservoir Dogs for me was uh, is the my favourite heist movie. You don't Even see the,
0: the heist. You don't that's see the, the point. heist.
1: That's the point. You see, it's all about the interhuman interaction between the characters, and you get to hear the story through their through their basically telling the tales of what went right, and what went wrong, and that you get more of a fleshed out thing, and it's more kind of interesting for me working out how what actually happened without seeing it. So for well, me, would Jackie the Brown
2: push. be considered a heist film? Just there's the there's that like a general heist towards the, they're stealing that luggage full of money. I mean, it's a small yeah, heist, I guess, guess.
1: It is. I mean, is the definition of a heist just robbing a bank, or is it robbing anything?
3: Yeah. What's the monetary number you need to get to be a heist territory? Like petty theft is, you know, a cash uh-huh. register. Like, what do you have? To, do you have to break into a vault to be a heist movie? Like, what, what's uh, that's the question? What's the uh, what's the measuring stick to actually be qualified as a heist?
0: I hope no one's asking me cuz this was just meant to be well, a semi This was just meant rope. to be a semi-entertaining like 3 minute bit before we got into the review of the film, not a goddamn interrogation. Well, I, you know, I'm <laughs> just trying to lay out the world. lines. We need the rules. <laughs> we we're, we're counting Jackie Brown just because it's easier if we do. So, uh, you know, Hiro, what's your favorite heist movie? And just 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 tell me a film that you like and the reasons that you like it and and don't try to like unpick the genre definition i
2: like this podcast host he's, he's like okay man hurry up just get through it let's just get you off the air be done with it <laughs> this is the way i like to be treated the other guy is like laying down in some sort of kama sutra pose yeah it's <laughs> a good time um no so i thought about what you said about uh having the heist in it and and sort of the traditional template that's often used and i think that hell or high water for me it's a heist film because the heist is dragged out throughout the entire film but there's a lot of depth being added to it and honestly it's it, i think it's one of the better movies of the last what 5 years or whatever it was such a good film that film is amazing it really yeah, it's, is it's awesome and and the payoff is great cuz you have that feeling of sort of like the ending isn't exactly great but there is a payoff right that that you can revel in and i think that's always the the beauty of heist films is getting that uh that glorious ending
1: which you don't get in this film
2: oh no you get it you get it. It's in, just a different in, type of ending. It's a different type it, of finish.
1: This ending's terrible. It's the worst ending ever. Whoa, whoa, whoa whoa, 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 whoa! Let's let's let's
3: uh, let's let's simmer down. Let's not. Let's, All right. Let's let's
0: uh, not let's go let's, ration, let's ration out the gold slowly and on a regular. Uh, he's let's not sticking
3: to the plan. Dara yeah. is not sticking to the plan. He's going rogue. I'm, like I'm he's tired of plan already.
0: <laughs> he's like the
2: Steve Buscemi of uh, <laughs> of this podcast. Just just throwing everything to the wind. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, I can see that clearly we're all really enthusiastic to talk about takers. So uh, let's listen to a few sound bites cut together with uh, expository interjections from a gravel-voiced trailer man impersonator. They're the best at what they do. Get on the floor!
2: And what they do is take.
0: Went down pretty fast. Automatic weapons,
2: precision timing, degree of difficulties off the charts. They were hot, no doubt about that we will make it that much sweeter when we take him down.
0: What's up? I got
2: a deal we need to discuss. You coming at me with the job right now? A once-in-a-lifetime job. 25, 30 mil. Now, with one cough closing in... Only so many people know how to
0: use c 4
2: We're definitely out to something big. They're going after...
0: A lot of money, but this whole thing feels forced. It's too fast. To rust. Their biggest score yet. Gonna know hit them. A seasoned team of bank robbers successfully complete their latest heist and lead a life of luxury whilst planning their next job. But then a former member of their team is released from prison and convinces the group to strike an armored car carrying twenty million dollars. As the takers carefully plot their strategy and draw nearer to pulling off the grand heist a reckless police officer inches closer to apprehending the criminals the cast in takers is led by idris elba and matt Dillon. alongside them you've got car crash enthusiast paul walker anakin skywalker himself hayden christensen convicted domestic abuser chris brown and an utterly wasted zoe soldana Uh, The film is written and directed by John Lessenhop, uh, a man who seems to have next to no track record in filmmaking whatsoever. Uh, The film was a critical dud. Uh, It was variously described as noisily vacant and relentlessly unimaginative but the film seemed to find an audience on its release it was the number one film at the box office on its opening weekend and it has a 63% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.2 rating on IMDb so uh, all that is by way of background let's find out what uh, our guests thought of the film so uh, Barry let's uh, kick it over to you what did you make of Takers?
3: I really thought Takers was a very poor representation of Heat. Uh I, I felt like someone watched Heat as a, a young, impressionable person and then did their best to ruin that movie. That was my uh <laughs> that was my 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 feelings on Takers. Um, you know, it, it feels like it's got all the pieces. That, that you you know it's got the grizzled cop who who kind of colors outside the lines but he gets the job done you know like it, it has all of these little markers but they're just so quickly glossed over that it just none of it really comes together it's like cliff notes cliff notes of a, of a, of a bank heist movie you know like it really is so abbreviated they only want to get to you know the big set pieces we got to get to the shootouts the the explosions like they're all like you know gas pedal to get to there and, and i just you know i don't know how behind the scenes you want to go to but when you invited us on there was some discussion about what movie it was going to be and you 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 offered up takers first so <laughs> I found it that night streaming on one of the services that I have, so I watched it. And then, you know, a day or two after there was a discussion about, well, maybe we could, I was like, please, please don't make me have watched Takers in vain. So I think that really sums up my feelings. Like, if it, if not for this podcast, I would have felt like it was an incredible waste of time.
0: Uh, Hiro, what did you make of uh, Takers?
2: I don't think it's the worst movie ever. Uh, I... I'm trying to be positive. I found. I've not some... seen
3: all the movies. That's the only reason I'm yeah. gonna say.
2: <laughs> I've, I found some enjoyment here. I mean, um, there's a there's an excellent Chris Brown chase where he's doing flips and bounces all over the place. I didn't realize he was such an athlete. Uh, to, uh, I, I'm assuming it's uh, running from the police. And, you know, in, in the many arrests that he's been part of, it's, it's a good training for this. It's paying, off. Yeah, paying. it's paying off. I mean, the guy was went full, uh, full method, he, method actor. He's yeah, got yeah, good yeah, cardio. Sure. You
1: can't, can't knock his cardio. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I'd be very spot on. This this thing is not very good. I genuinely thought this was uh, straight to DVD. And in doing my research for this illustrious podcast, which, of course, I'm going to give it my my all, my best. I'm not going to lay down on the ground and just kind of show up looking uh, haggard and, and weather-worn. But... I found that it was number one at the box office. That's bonkers to me. Like, I sincerely believed that this was straight to DVD because there's no way <laughs> you have Chris Brown and Ti and Michael Ely and Matt Dillon. This is like a rogues gallery of D level actors, and I just I was stunned that it, that uh, maybe America really is just you know falling apart, and it's been happening for much longer than than the Trump presidency or anything like that. You know, it's it's. Let's let's date it back to the Takers release, where uh, that's where, where things start
1: to go wrong, really wrong for you yeah. yeah,
2: we should have known. We should have known what was coming. That you know that California was going to fall off from a from an earthquake, and people were going to you know go watch Takers and spend twenty six million dollars. That's amazing to me. It's just stunning. And <laughs> you know, okay, do, you,
3: do you I was go gonna, ahead. No, I was going uh, to add into the, the funny thing. You talk about how you know, like the the major release that it was. Like, not that he's. Uh, maybe the most valued critic, but I believe Stephen King writes an article for entertainment weekly. And like, wow, he put Barry this his, Wikipedia. I, I, like I it. did research. I did research. <laughs> Wikipedia I, I Googled, is not research, A, I Very do it. impressive. Research. I, I read that's research, my friend. And uh, like, he put it in his like top five of the year, or maybe it was his number one film <laughs> oh. of, uh, of that year that it came out. So that, you know, we're obviously on the wrong side of history here. I think, you know, like, or maybe, maybe time hasn't been kind to takers with Chris Brown's, uh, shenanigans and idris elba's uh Stephen king likes a bit of a drink
1: though you might you might have got him on the twitter when he's had a few whiskeys and he's
3: he's just yeah. typed, types any old nonsense that's he, he could have binged back into the coke this could have yeah. been a coke fueled review of uh, of takers that could have been it so so you say it's got a bad cast
1: uh hiro but it's got it's got idris elba in it it's got uh matt dylan he's done quite a few decent films it's got it's got not a bad cast for like it's a terrible film terrible <laughs> the cast is actually slightly better than what you I don't would imagine. I do know. It's I got I, Jay I,
2: Hernandez. You love Jay Hernandez. I love Jay Hernandez, but I'm going to argue with you here that I believe that Idris Elba might be one of our most overrated actors working today. Whoa. And I hate to slander your countrymen or whatever it is. You know the, <laughs> the the great hope for James Bond. I haven't seen a single film where he's good, where he's genuinely acting well. He's ridiculously bad in this. I mean, Chris Brown is out
0: acting the guy. I would completely agree. I think Idris Elba has... There is no bad script that or bad role that Idris Elba gets that he doesn't seem to want to take. He's got that st- stupid role in the, the Marvel movies as that doorman with a funny hat as like whatever, whatever 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 he is he's, he's a he's a doorman he's a doorman basically a glorified doorman uh he was in that star trek film but he was under so much prosthetics you couldn't actually it could have been any actor under all that blue prosthetics you know he he, oh, he obviously had his big moment in the sun with the wire and you know he's right, been amazing and, in the and wire. rightly and rightly so but ever since then his choice of roles has been absolutely shocking absolutely uh-huh. shocking
2: what was that Stephen King book he did with
3: Matthew McConaughey?
0: The Dark Tower. Oh, God oh uh, my Abysmal. Brutal.
3: Oh, yeah, that was really bad. I don't – maybe that's just not his fault. That was just a, okay, no, okay. a bad Okay, he was book. awful
2: in – the gambling movie with uh, with the uh, the lady we like, Barry the red. Uh, she's in it too. She plays the redheaded uh, lady.
3: Yeah, the, the uh, was it uh, did. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, the Molly's game or something like that. Right? Yeah,
2: Molly's game. Mm, Awful, yeah. abysmal. He's the movie's good. He's terrible. Mm. Well, passable. The movie's
3: passable. I, I don't,
2: don't think know. it's
3: going to get any better with uh, his his next release coming out either. The uh, Fast and Furious spinoff that doesn't exactly have promise.
0: How does he bother? Well, no, let's uh let's perhaps dig into uh, some of the uh, the action sequences um in this film uh, there are a couple of uh, high sequences and there are some other big uh, action set pieces in this film what do people think of the what they saw in terms of uh, that side of the film so uh dara let's uh, let's kick it over to you well
1: it's kind of the only redeeming feature of this film because plot and characterization, everyone's one dimensional. It, uh, the action sequences are kind of a bit of a sweet relief because they're, they're reasonably well done. It goes for the shaky, kinetic style of camera, camera work. It's, it, it, at one point, I was think, feeling a little bit seasick. It me when I saw Blair Witch at the cinema, and I was feeling a little bit sick after that. Yeah, the, it, the action sequences are quite quite exciting. I quite like the um, when they blow up the road and the, they they're obviously planting C four underneath in the sewers to get the truck that goes over just at the right point and everyone's got their little roles to play. That was quite good. It was quite interesting. I don't remember seeing a film that had a similar sort of premise that was unusual. But they're just rushing to get to the next action sequence because the kind of characterisation of the they've just, they've forgotten they've forgotten the rest of the elements that make a good film
0: and just concentrate on the action did you not think though that uh, you know i i found this the shaky cam stuff really frustrating because it just it does get annoying it, it, it didn't seem to really be adding anything to the film it just seemed to be a stylistic a stylistic choice and overcomplicating sequences
2: especially during chris brown's in run you know it's it's mm. the 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 nature of him jumping around is frenetic enough without yep. dude you know going full shaky cam there and and it goes on me forever even more. as well
1: it's like a half an hour steam that scene he literally <laughs> yeah, it, runs around it runs around twice around the city doesn't it it's
0: great <laughs> cardio great cardio <laughs>
1: well that's go.
0: actually that's actually a really good point because that sequence i mean it's it's essentially one of these parkour inspired action sequences where you know he's running around the environment and he's uh, you know, using his uh, athletic ability uh, to to kind of navigate the environment and uh, um, elude these uh, police officers, and we've seen some great examples of, of that in uh, other films. It's uh, was it? I think it's like District Thirteen. There's a great sequence at the beginning of, of of Casino Royale, which is very much sort of parkour inspired. I, the but I completely agree. Had one. There yeah, is so was, much sorry. there is so much cutting in this in this film that actually, you know, you just think just. Go for a really shoot, simple shooting start and let us see the athletic ability of, of whoever it is that is performing this particular sequence. But because of all the cuts, it actually sort of detracts from the spectacle of of what they have set up there as a sequence.
2: And, and you have a good point there because, like for instance, though the final scene where they're trying to push the truck into the hole, it, it's a well thought out scene. I mean, you, we we lead up to it. That's an interesting premise. I haven't seen that before, but. They don't, like, cross the the T's and dot the I's. It takes 25, 25 minutes for them to finally decide to push the thing down. There's a huge bomb explosion. Is there not a single – somebody alerting to this that the guy could just stand there in the middle of the road? and, and there's, It just loses all sense of any sort of rea- reality. It's, it, the entire film supposed to be grounded in a real world, but it just goes bonkers off the rails. And those – you hate to nitpick a movie, but when there's so many little things flying that are completely wrong – it just becomes too hard to 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 settle into it.
3: I I think that's a great point, especially in like we'll, we'll say that the the big main action sequence at the end. You know, like you've got you've got guys underground with a armor truck hanging halfway down on the ground. You've got another guy ramming people with another armor. Like there's enough going on in that scene without adding this this fake frenzy with with the shaky cam and the multiple cuts. Like just kind of let that play out and breathe a little bit, and you might actually. Like, it's still going to be overly complicated, but it might work better in the end. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the shaky cam's a way to kind of hide the imperfections of the scene or something. But it, it is just it. I don't know. Like, it, it's a great it's scene, that but you, it feels it boring. You know, like, that's the problem. Like, it's it's this great action scene, but you're like, but I don't really remember exactly how it went down. Like, you know, like, who's where what's happening? Like, it's just it's problematic because it doesn't stand out when there's when there is good elements to it. Like, it, it just kind of gets lost in the wash.
1: What do we think of the uh, shootout at the end, especially with the uh, – with uh, Hadrian Christensen jumping over in slow motion with his two guns to, to, hmm. to take the bullet? I thought uh, – it Was, was I that actually like a true
2: romance it. knockoff scene, sequence? Is that what that was? I mean it was very romantic. John, John,
1: John Woo. John Woo does a lot of that. Two guns in the air. As I've seen it on so many action things. It's so ridiculous.
2: The, the, it, the, why the, would I, you do it? I actually wrote down John Woo in here when uh, the two brothers go out in the blaze of glory and they open the doors in slow motion. All that's missing is like the doves just coming so out. Bad. And, yeah, there you like, go.
3: The worst scene of the movie. The well, worst scene of the movie. I, I think that's saying a lot. Well, <laughs> so, I, I put in my money on that one. It's garbage.
0: Hiro, for for more film literate people and uh, and for people who've watched films made before nineteen eighty, they they would I, have... you know what, I will not be slandered. I will not sit there <laughs> while I'm slandered. <laughs> they they would they would have seen that they would have seen that as a uh, a kind of like nod back to uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with uh, you know two very people true. going out the door like guns that's blazing. A good
3: that's actually a good film where they go out and play that's a very film. good film. And I've... it's left open. You don't really know. They could have made it out of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. There's no doubt in Takers that they're, uh, that they're gunned down. Thank- thankfully. I- I'm glad Thank that they're... You Blessed know, Dara, relief. You, Dara, you brought up Hayden Christensen. I-, I have to ask, was the pork pie hat a character choice? Is that his call that he said, look, this is what my character does. <laughs> he wears this ridiculous hat all the time. The bed and the shower. Like, I'm glad not you pointed that out
1: because I think the hat's just made to make him look quirky. He's the quirky, intelligent guy. That's why he's got a stupid hat on. Oh, that's, that's literally the only. It thing wasn't the
2: there. the ridiculous he accent was... he was throwing on us and the, the well, I don't know what was he supposed to be like a like a like a native New Yorker or something like that, was
3: like he? very.
1: Now I lost that. Where is he? America? Isn't, where is he from? I Christensen? He's Canadian. Is
2: he's
3: he? Just, he? Yeah. He's the devil spawn. There's no. Oh. One. He's from hell. Like he is garbage. To bring every movie he's in <laughs> down. Like he's <there's> just absolute, <laughs> a demon. He is if you a want demon. a real treat,
2: watch uh, Little Italy. That's a. Uh... That's something to behold, right there.
1: I, you're, I you're, haven't you're... seen that one. I might add that to my straight to DVD collection.
0: You're a bit, you're a bit of a one to uh, knock Hayden Christensen's hat, Dara, because you know you're the world's biggest Jamiroquai fan, and he's he's Mister oh, Stupid oh, Hats. He's...
1: Whoa! <laughs> he's,
0: he's,
3: Jamiroquai still alive? <laughs> dirty laundry, dirty laundry I saw, I saw everywhere.
1: About the weekend, he's very fat now, Jamiroquai. He's <laughs> had uh, one pork pie too many. <laughs>
3: So
0: he's, he's eating the pork pies <laughs> rather than wearing them uh, as hats on his head. Well, very he good. That's a great talent. At yeah. least
3: he could, you know, he's, he's musical. Like, you can't say the same for Hayden Christensen. He's, he's not yeah. talented.
1: The hat's not a diversion tactic for not, not being able to act. This guy can sing, but he wears a stupid hat. There's the difference.
0: He used to be able to sing. <laughs> he,
1: can, he can sing, but he can't move very well because of his stomach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this film is at pains to, to try and make the taker's in this movie uh relatable so uh in this film we see you know they try not to uh, to hurt civilians and there's also these kind of subplots where they're looking after sort of uh, vulnerable dependents uh, i i kind of wondered what people made of the the film's efforts to uh, paint the characters in this film as uh, I, I guess as likable and perhaps as as, as relatable so uh, you know hiro what did you what did you make of that particular aspect of uh, of this film
2: it's just like everything else. It's super rushed. You know, he's got the crackhead sister, and that none of that gets resolved. It's just hey, just bring her back on board. She's gonna smoke some more crack or do whatever <laughs> it is. Then you've got the argument over the over the green lady from Avengers. You've got all these ridiculous subplots that really don't go anywhere. Because what what just to focus on the on the on the love triangle, whatever you want to call it, with T.I. and Michael Ealy and whatever Zoe Saldana. What is the payoff there? Like it, genuinely, I mean, they glare at each other a couple of times. There's nothing that kind of interweaves <laughs> into the heist like there's a double turn or I knew you were the guy or the, get out of here. None of these things pay off at all. Though the, the there was the the twist with the cops. I don't want to spoil it for those that are you know taking our glowing reviews and want to dive on this thing like <laughs> what was the point of that thing, you know?
1: That was about the only bit that did actually – you think, oh, they've actually done something vaguely interesting. i say every single other kind of – they were making like, almost like a concerted effort to try and make everyone more humanistic and have, have like different strands, plot strands. But they don't go anywhere. Everything goes up a cul-de-sac. It's, it's, so little thought has gone into this script to make it interesting.
3: Everyone's giving something that that kind of distinguishes them, right? You know, you yourself has got the, the sister – uh, you know, uh, Matt Dillon's like divorcing from his wife. Jay Hernandez has got the sick kid. Like everyone's got something except Hayden Christensen and um, Varsity Blues guy. I can't think of his <laughs> name all of a sudden. He's got a hat, and the Varsity Blues guy likes to you know wade into the pool naked. Like that's like where 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 are their like are you, you know short cut defining characters? Paul Walker,
2: the defining Walker, actor of him, our era.
3: Hey, where's Paul Walker's quirk other than being just like insanely loyal to Idris Elba? Like there's just. It's everything is so rushed. Like, it's just again, it goes back to that, like someone took like script writing one on one. Everyone's got to have a thing. So yeah. that's what, you know, my sister's a crackhead and he gets to, you know, the eighth character and he's like, uh, he wears a funny hat. Like, he just he runs out of time, <laughs> runs out of effort. I don't know. Like, it's just it's how really, are we going to make this hat thing work. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Let's put it on his head. That's a
2: good one. Yeah. It's like they took the the script of Pulp Fiction when uh, Mia Wallace is telling the Fast Four uh, Fab Force Five a uh, little story and she's the ginsu knife thrower and this one's great with bombs and this is that's exactly what it is just yeah. fleshed out just a tiny bit more it's
3: a tiny little of characters yeah
0: because so- i think they, they, they all the characters have these well uh you know have these things and they're all really quite paper thin and i, I don't really quite understand what we're supposed to think of these of these characters because they all live this very sort of seemingly lavish lifestyle they're all swanning around in these designer suits they're all like you know drinking scotch in their like the private room of this some sort of jazz club that they all own and you know there's this there's this like throwaway line in the film where they give like uh they do they they pull off this heist and then one of them says all right yeah 10% 10% to the usual charities and you know I, I don't really quite understand like what we're supposed to think of the are these are these characters like you, you know are, are they meant to be Robin Hood type characters or you know are they just into this criminal lifestyle because that's the only way that they can fuel this sort of luxury lifestyle that they want I mean it just the film doesn't seem to really sort of have a point of view on the way in which it portrays its characters it's a it's a really strange i found it a very strange film in terms of how it was presenting the the kind of the lead characters in this film i think they were just
1: greedy weren't they they at one point he goes we're takers that's what we do oh god that's, what, that's actually what they said that, that's a line isn't it? that's how it, awful is come, that title
2: how awful is that
1: title it was, it was literally it was called, takers it was called uh, um bone deep was the original title which i thought was mm. a better title but
2: yeah. Yeah, for the porno
1: that is this uh, podcast <laughs> right now, <laughs>
3: <laughs> who gets
1: to go bone deep first?
3: That's what I want to know. That's,
1: Actually, uh... that's probably why they didn't. There's probably the double meaning there that they wisely avoided. Yeah, I, I didn't really get there's no this is the whole point of these things. You don't really care about anybody. You don't really care if they get the money. You don't really care if the policeman catches them. You just don't care because it's so there's no char- There's no it, it's no interest for me in any of these people.
2: Oh, so, so let me ask you this, Dara, to put you on the spot. You know, we talked about old, high, older heist films that we like. You know, will prepare this incredible thing that nobody adhered to um, <laughs> mercifully. Uh, <laughs> you watched Heat, and you have a a deep sort of development of both sides of the law. You've got Al Pacino and his thing, and then you've got Robert De Niro and his thing. Who were you rooting for, like in the, in this sequence, to kind of put the same question you're asking of takers
1: onto a classic as Heat? As like, who are you rooting for in Heat? Uh, I've always said that I quite like Al Pacino. So, yeah, it's, it's a funny one because it's not just the characters, it's also if you you know if an actor if it, if it's an actor that you've got sort of a familiarity or a kinship with, then you might enjoy you might invest more in. I guess that's why they pay they pay the big bucks to some of the well known actors is because the they take a lot, an audience along with them and people will sort of believe them more. So I've always been a big Al Pacino
0: fan, so I'd probably go up for Al Pacino. Well, see, that's just because you have styled yourself on Frank Serpico. That's why, Dara. <laughs> <laughs> He's a handsome fella. What can I say?
2: <laughs> I was thinking more like drunken Antonio Banderas, but, you know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, well, I think we... that they, so the point is, there is a. I think that it would be taken as a plus side of takers, where... There is ambiguity as to who you're supposed to root for. You know, you really give a little bit of something with the cops and the the daughter and the struggling marriage and all that stuff, but then there's nothing wrong with the bad guys, with the thieves. So you kind of, sort of, in in the air with them. So it, I think that's fine. I mean, it's whatever.
3: But that makes no connection. It's it's almost like you're just kind of watching it pass by. Yeah. Like you know, like 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 it's something happening outside, of like a moving train. Like you have no care. Of what's going on, just a scene that's taking place. Like I feel like mm. you need to have, even if you don't come down on someone's side, like in Heat. Like if you don't, I, I don't want Pacino or I don't want De Niro to win. At least there's a lot more developed into who they are and why yeah, they're doing yeah. what they're doing. This is just so quickly brushed through. Like it's just, it's it, like we've said, it's just it's these two lines of character, you know, background. So you just you, you can't even root for someone because you don't know what they really are. Who? Yeah, their motivation. Are. They should, can't even yeah,
1: what what yeah. what they're doing.
3: I think at the end, are we allowed to talk about the ending now? Can we talk yeah, about the ending?
1: Yeah, we
0: can talk about the ending. You're right, takers.
1: so the the end, I was almost like, is I was surprised, that I thought, is there more to this? Is this going to be, I think they were trying to say that, Take uh, us 2? Is that no, what you were hoping for? <laughs> no, not take us 2. So, they they were, I think they were trying to say that the the um, sister, the drug adult sister was desperate to get to the Caribbean, where she could make a better life for herself, and the fact that Idris Elbert got away with the money was a good thing, so he could take his sister to the Caribbean. You're supposed to be happy about that. But when I just saw them driving off and uh, Matt Dillon just shot on the tarmac at, at the airport, I just thought he's doing all this for nothing. It seems just such a why do they get to? I have got there's so there's nothing in those characters that makes them me root for them. Why am I happy that he's got away with it?
2: I think you were just happy that it was over. I think <laughs> there's the celebration.
1: You gotta, you gotta celebrate something in
3: this book. <laughs> it 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 just ends on this whimper, like it really does. There's there's that's... a half shootout. Matt Dillon kind of calls for help. It's weird. Paul Walker's just like doing what he's told. Like it just there's no actual culmination. Like it feels like it just they they ran out of film, so they just kind of oh that's the last. <laughs> that's it. We'll we're done now. Yeah, we just e- Elba has to go be on the American Office or something like that. We <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Like he's got other commitments. It, All it that just,
2: was missing was. uh the kind of uh, epilogue where they go and he has to ride the big wave and he throws his badge down and I think that's the ending we were really missing there. It's just that yeah. little addendum to just really put the... the, 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 candles on the that cake. Point, is that point break you're trying to describe
1: there? Because, I mean,
2: that's what the, the the tarmac shootout sort of reminded me of a little bit. You know, there's people kind of showing up, people in the background, there's a little bit of a shootout, person gets hit, person doesn't get hit, cop on the ground. It's, it's a rip of point break, but without the je ne quoi of the big wave
3: but so many movies so many a lot of heist movies do have that nice little almost bow tie on the end of it right what's i'm drawing a blank of the name but what was the movie that came out maybe like a year or two ago it, it starred uh um gerard butler he was like the that the head oh, of that
2: great uh, that's a good movie that's it's a good movie. it's a good
3: heist movie yeah yeah oh but, um... but it kind of has that ice cubes kids in it God, what's the name of that movie
2: <laughs> oh the Ugh, God. you keep talking i'll google okay. this thing but anyways
3: hey. my, my point is that's another film thank you like that that's another example of this it almost has this uh, it's almost like an end credit scene right where we kind of get at least some kind of like oh, okay this this story continues on there's some kind of end to this or or we're going to do it again this movie just really just kind of it's like, I, like the internet went off all of a sudden. Like, what happened? Like, I really had to. Like, when the credits start rolling, I'm like, wait a minute. So like,
1: is that you, you could have had a scene at the end where um, Idris Elba and his sister are on a Caribbean beach Yes, in
3: and, and Paul Walker's with... bringing them coconut drinks. I need <laughs> some type of closure. Exactly, that would be perfect. That is... but, uh, you'd and, and, have like... to
2: have Matt Dillon there, sort of in the background, watching with the yeah, watching, watching them, catch them eventually.
3: Yeah, Moscow, you know. yeah. And he's got the pork pie hat on now. Like, I need, <laughs> I need these loops closed, man. Need... You see the
2: pork pie hat floating in the water as he yeah. elevates. Uh, oh, there you go. Jaws
3: comes out. <laughs> Let's just do a, a, a genre masher, you know. Michael Caine's there in Jaws, too. Like, it's, we can tie this all together. There's,
2: there's Ruben teaching some scuba, you know, coming out.
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think we fixed it. Yeah, I think I think we're ready.
0: I, I, I think it. we have uh, vastly improved. Uh, vastly the anguish improved. on Will's face. Yeah, we've <laughs> vastly a improved Takers of the Movie. <laughs> vastly. But, uh, you know, we, we've alluded to it a couple of times already. There is a, a you know... The, I, I think it actually is quite remarkable the cast in Takers. It just in it just in the sense of there are just so many, so many B movie level actors in this film. So we've got uh, we've got Matt Dillon, we've got Michael Ealy, we've got Aegis Elba, we've got uh, uh, T.I. Jay Hernandez, Paul Walker. Uh, you know who do we think? Uh, came out with this film with any credit if there was anybody that did um uh you know who came out of this film like sullying what little of their reputation that they had uh you know dara what did you make of uh, the cast in this you know, film? you
1: know what i'm gonna be controversial here but i think perhaps the most enjoyable uh character for me it was ti in this film i don't know i, I didn't look up ti's film credentials and what he's done previously but you know i bought him as a uh sort of good for nothing thug not to be trusted he had that kind of look on his face i wouldn't trust into uh for for a deal so i i I, he 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 actually was quite convincing because he didn't he was he's quite basic so i kind of believed what he gave me it was no didn't have to be anything uh too complicated with him so i actually quite like ti in this
3: I'm, i'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Dar here. I feel like Ti at least brings some bravado to his role. Like he seems like he's like you know what I know what I'm in, and I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna shoot it to the moon. Like he's not kind of dilly dallying around. Like he really kind of doubles down on this. Just just this it it's just pure revenge for no real reason that is his motivation. But that's he's in on it, man. Like he will not stop until he gets the ultimate exacting revenge. And I I, uh, I kind of appreciate that. I don't know I'm, if it leads I'm, to a lot more, but yeah. I, you know, I think he, I think he comes out shiny in this one.
2: Ooh, I, I'm gonna go with uh, Jay Hernandez. I'm gonna stick with Arrasa here, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think that he, one, he gives the best performance. I mean, he's he's almost sympathetic when he's whining in the car about uh, the medical bills and all that stuff. He, he's sympathetic, you know, and. When he's on his in his dying breath, there he, he gives the tell her I love her thing, and they, you know it's okay. You know, and look, he, he, went, he on, it was hair. so good that he got bad moms. So I mean, I think uh, he did all right for himself.
0: <laughs> one of the one of the great films of the twenty first century, right there.
2: Absolutely, I thought that's what we we're going to come in on here to talk about again. <laughs>
0: okay i think we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to be talking about the exploding helicopter action on the simplistic reviews podcast we talk movies we talk tv we talk Oh, julie what the heck are you doing trying to make our spot sound more exciting by adding explosions
2: yeah i'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects not the real thing
0: Download this show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com.
3: I'm sure your insurance company will cover that.
0: No, they won't. No, they probably won't. We're back, and now we're looking at the Exploding Helicopter action. Takers opens with our criminal brothers-in-arms robbing a jewellery store located on the upper floor of a skyscraper. To make their escape, Elba and his gang flee to the roof and commandeer a helicopter that, with credulity-stretching convenience, just happens to have landed there. After making their aerial getaway, our plucky anti-heroes abandon the chopper in a deserted car park. As they stroll away, one of the thieves triggers an explosive killing off the helicopter gentlemen what did you uh make of the the exploding helicopter uh, barry i think i'll throw it over to you first
3: oh i, I appreciate going first thank you very much um <laughs> I, i'm gonna say for as far as quality of Exploding Helicopter, it's up there. I mean, I really what? think this Whoa. is... Well, like, no, I just, it,
2: it's hey. a good explosion. Oh. There's Someone's a big not fireball. much of an aficionado. <laughs>
3: Pieces are flying around. You know, I've been listening to this show for a few years. Like, I've watched a lot of bad movies because of Exploding Helicopter, so... Uh, I can really well, appreciate. You, the, the, there was there was a big tournament online recently where I saw nothing but nonstop gifts. It turned out poorly, by the way.
2: The wrong movie <laughs> I, did won.
3: someone win? I don't even know what happened with that. But anyways, we, we, we get that later. But um, I really thought the, the 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 explosion itself was pretty good. You know, no one being injured in it is. Uh, you know, maybe I, well, I don't want to say won't people hurt, but. You know, usually that accompanies this, but it's almost—it's a throwaway action piece. Like it's almost like this is your finale, and they're like, "No, we're going to put it in the beginning. This is just a, this is this is how we're going to open up our big action sequence exactly. with an exploding helicopter." It feels disrespectful to exploding <laughs> helicopters everywhere. It's just, we're just going to do it like in an empty baseball stadium parking lot as we do the cool guy walk away. It just—it's really a little bit cliche. But the, the explosion's great. The the setting, the result, the the why is very poor i would say that like i love the explosion where it takes place why it takes place is is, is horrible that, that would be my uh my takeaway
0: dara are you know barry's clearly an angry man are you uh are you as unhappy with this exploding helicopter dara
3: you know it really
1: pleases me that barry's been paying so much attention to <laughs> our, our podcast rules for exploding helicopters he's got it nailed basically bang on uh, you know th- First of all, you don't explode a helicopter in the first five minutes of the film. That's a nonsense. It always comes at the end. It's the big payoff. This film is just a bunch of cliches rolled into one. The walking away from a helicopter in slow motion. It's it's a nonsense. It is so silly. It doesn't add. You know, it might be fun, but if this film is trying to be serious, which I think it is trying to be serious, it's not there's not a lot of comedy in it. Then it's kind of it, it shoots itself in the foot. Little point I will give it credit for is I like uh, Idris Elba's silk shirt. I like the way it ruffles <laughs> with it, The explosion. When it comes off. you see it kind, of, it kind of ruffles on his shoulders? Nice touch. You don't see that very often. You know, you'll give the director credit for that.
2: Uh, see, I'm going to completely disagree with you. So I'll agree that the, the disrespect given to this exploding helicopter is high. The level is <laughs> high. Yes, it's early, but. You cover it up with these mongoloids and doing the slow walk. You can barely see the helicopter. Not only that, here is exhibit A as to why I think that Idris Elba is one of the worst. He can't even do the slow walk away. He's like flailing. Watch it again. He it's flinches, free- doesn't he? He
1: flinches. He flinches.
2: Not, not that he's flinching, but his his arms are almost extended horizontally, and he's like flailing. He doesn't them know about. how to walk. Yeah, he's yeah like, I he doesn't, doesn't know how how to how walk. How to What walk? do I
3: do with my arms? Yeah, he, <laughs> he can't do it, and he's
2: he he, he kind of has like he looks like a, a guy in a clown suit. He, like you would expect Pennywise to come at you like that, you know? <laughs> he, he's coming to 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 attack the children, but no, he just can't do it. You know? Do you think that Pierce Brosnan would, you know, did all this good work? And in, in the slow-mo walk away to have Idris Elba come out here looking like Pennywise the Clown?
3: Just piss it, it. it. Yeah, <laughs> just
2: terrible. I cannot help but look at him. He's completely overshadowing this explosion that Barry thinks is fantastic, which maybe could be if I wasn't staring at this dude who can't walk properly.
3: <laughs> I, I'm focusing on the main part of the scene. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at where you're supposed to look, not uh, at the distraction of the – you know, the five with
1: What's he, has he done something personally to you Iros? it's like he Is has
3: it, six extra joints in
1: his arms, six in arms. I think he's done some something some personal to you you've got some big beef with him haven't you
2: I, I didn't think he was that great on the wire either
0: <laughs>
1: well,
0: well, <laughs> you can't say that you can't say that do we think that it was that plausible that you know this many people would not look at an exploding helicopter i mean oh. I, I you know i i've seen a lot of exploding helicopters in films there is no way i would just walk away with my back turned to an exploding helicopter i don't i don't care how cool it may make me look i mean i know that's the cliche but i didn't buy it but, but it, not to it, mention there, there's a
2: danger involved there right the
3: propeller might explosion, impale you yeah yeah there's shrapnel coming it maybe it's like a a, you know we don't get enough of the background and and these guys do kind of set up the heist based on the scenario that they're in and need it. but it's almost like this is their calling card like it's the sticky bandit version like every heist we steal a helicopter and just blow it up for no reason (laughs) at some random escape point you know like they're so used to it it's our fifth heist, our fifth exploding helicopter, but we've kind of got the shortcut version to the final one where this, they're just over Like, we're so beyond this, uh, minus Idris Elba and his his Pennywise it's rendition ridiculous. that apparently that's going he's on. Like a, I don't know. He's
2: waddling is what he's doing. That's the word. He's, <laughs> he's waddling like, away.
3: Like Danny DeVito is the, the penguin. He kind of just <laughs> straddles around. It's so away. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is also,
0: I mean, just the fact that there is this exploding helicopter in this film. It's 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 a kind of a, a sort of a nonsense. It's very very bizarre that it's there because this exploding helicopter comes out of this high sequence where by they're robbing this this particular building. The police are called, and so basically they steal this like news copter. They've anticipated that this news copter is going to a turn up, b land on this roof, and. It's completely implausible. And it, that, that particular sequence, it felt like there was, I don't know, five minutes chopped out of the film where there'd be the bit where, oh, look, we can't get out the front of the building. We have to go to the roof. And then somebody kind of comes up with this improvisation to get them out of this situation. I don't know. The, the, the that would scene... have been more interesting. I think what they're trying to make out that they're, they're perfectionists. They know, every you know, they've worked
3: it
1: down to the last second. They know when to get in, when to get out. It's all perfect. I think that's what they're trying to set up but you just don't believe it
3: but minus the, the giveaway salute, right? This oh, thing goes God, off without God. a hitch, right? I mean, it's if, if it not for this, this tale that, uh, yeah chris brown gives they would have gotten away with this scot-free like it really is just like 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 Dara said they're just so good at this like every like i know that news will be in the air i know we can get like and why would they land to film this like you would get a better view from the chopper flying around the <laughs> boat no no we're gonna we're gonna actually go down to the bank yeah. vault ourselves with our cameras we're gonna get right in there it's it I just it doesn't make sense like it really is like what? But you and know. But if the... you, if,
2: you know. Going back to the heat comparison, you know, you see something similar where they they blow up the this getaway vehicle or whatever. I think it's like an ambulance in heat, and and in, in that sequence they you have, it's like a jug with a small bomb on it, and there's a very small explosion, just enough to burn, kill the thing. It's it pops and it's just a small fire. Here they brought around, along enough C4 to blow up a dam. You know what I mean? So the, <laughs> the thing literally <laughs> explodes beyond belief, almost soiling idris elba's ruffly shirt that uh dar is so fond of you know as he duck walks away but if you want to go unnoticed don't bring a nuclear weapon to blow up a small
0: helicopter <laughs> okay i think that just about wraps up this show uh barry hiro does uh do one of you want to take a, a minute to plug your own fading podcast
3: uh yeah sure you can uh, you can find our show when, whenever it comes back uh, uh, <laughs> on True Bromance Film Podcast uh, where we have a Twitter handle we're we're kind of on a little bit of a hiatus right now we're gonna we're we're, we're reassessing what we're gonna do but but uh you know uh we we do have a, a bunch of shows in the catalog and we're gonna be releasing some shows here coming soon so but you can find us uh on iTunes Stitcher the, the regular places True Bromance Film Podcast. Uh, it, it just my my host and I used to drink, uh, get heavily drunk, and and talk about great movies. But uh, you know, there, there's been a change in format. So, uh, but t- still check it out. It's a good time, I think.
2: Yeah, the show's going nowhere. Much like herpes and every other uh, venereal <laughs> disease, it takes a lot to put us away and get rid of us. So, uh, we're definitely we're definitely uh, going to be sticking around. Just uh, t- uh, turning the wrenches a little bit, doing a little tweaking in house, and we're we'll like Ian Christian's
3: acting career. We just take you know a few months off, and then we come back with another stinker. Another stinker we just keep piling them on so and uh, you know, we, we might go away for a little while so the <laughs> well, hat. much
1: like a lot of venereal diseases very popular with the youth
3: yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely exactly.
0: well okay as always don't forget to check out the exploding helicopter website we're also on letterboxd instagram facebook twitter if you have time to waste we're happy to give you a variety of uh, opportunities we'll be back soon but until then keep watching the skies for those exploding helicopters